Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, Puviet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Brilliant episode for today. Part two of my conversation with professional wrestler Scott Ali. Part one was released yesterday, June 30th. It gives a background on Scott and how he prepares physically and mentally for his matches. Today on part two, our conversation meanders in a bunch of different directions. It felt like two old friends catching up. Although this was the first time I had met him, we chat about food, about travel, about being content with life. And Scott reflects on how wrestling assists in the stresses of his day job. Scott even flips the role of a conversation and asks me a couple questions. Absolute delight chatting with Scott. Excited for everyone to continue to learn from Scott. So let's go ahead and bring on a professional wrestler by night, law enforcement by day, Scott Ali. And let's learn. Going back to all your 80s influences, which was mm-hmm. a martial artist? You know, we had the era of, of everything from even, I remember many, spending many times watching Walker, Texas Ranger and how loving that, right? How cool he was. So what were the shows? Oh, Saturday nights. Yeah. <laughs> Which was the show that really stuck with you or influenced you the most? Or who, who was like the guy for you back then? Dude, I am such a whack job when it comes to that because I always I rooted for the bad guy. Okay. I rooted for the bad guys and I don't know why. Um, Kung Lee uh, uh, in Bloodsport. Or the actor, I'm sorry, his name is Bolo Yoon, right? And he played Moon and Double Impact. And you, I always noticed that he wasn't the main actor, but he always played this bad guy at different movies, right? Scariest dude to ever be on film. I mean, just when you see him in Bloodsport, he is the most intimidating right. character. Oh, yeah. And I think in real life, the dude's like five foot six. But on screen, what you saw, he was this mass of humanity, you know? Um, so I always loved the bad guys. I, I loved watching... I guess, really, when you break it down, a lot of John Claude Van Damme movies, because like Lionheart, the guy that played Attila, in that he's there's always these big, bur- the bad guys weren't ever like this little small dude with abs, right? <laughs> they weren't like this. It wasn't Michael Phelps that was trying to fight you, like just some lean swimmer dude. It was, <laughs> it was always like just some big gnarly bad guy. Heel we're gonna have is the swimmer heel. Be the bad guy. Yeah. The, the, the swimmer dude. That's his name. He comes out and just swims through and beats the crap out of him. But um, or even like double dragging. Remember the video games and when uh, the very first guy you would fight is a bobo, right? Or uh, when I remember when I was reading comic books, got into comic books and loved X Men. And the first one that really blew my mind before it became a popular meme meme was the Juggernaut. And this guy, when he broke through a wall, every time he showed up, it was like, holy crap, here's this guy. And you always escape by the skin of your teeth. So even when I lose uh, in wrestling, you're escaping by the skin of your teeth and you barely got away. Like I said, I was always just a fan of the bad guy, oddly enough. And I, I thought the bad guys were, were kind of cool. So that's kind of what I try to emulate to these kids and to my whole fan base in general. Question and a comment. First of all, yeah. the question is, was your introduction to Juggernaut, was that, was that Saturday morning X-Men cartoon? Was that where you got, cause that's where I'm thinking of them from. That was some, that was prime time X-Men Saturday morning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I had this, the theme song is going in my head right now. That's, I'm really bad beatboxer. As you can tell, we, we just scattered that. We could just hear it right now. All of our 30 plus year olds are hearing that. But yes, um, 
Saturday morning on Fox, you know, X-Men, and you remember the juggernaut will come through and do it. I remember, you remember that meme that was really popular, like on YouTube, the juggernaut. Uh, I don't want to cuss too much on this podcast, but yo, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. You know, That's, that was a really bad edit for me. But I uh, remember in that, like, he's going to hit Charles Xavier with a bed, okay? And he's holding the bed like how you would hold a pizza. Yeah. And uh, the bed is so perfectly made. And I remember I caught on to those things as a kid, like, well, how ridiculous is this? And I also wanted to, when I slam people in wrestling, I wanted to grab them what looked like the ease of holding a pizza box where it was just so over the top. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Definitely. That's what got me reading comic books was that cartoon, in fact. Yeah, good call. Good, good eyes. And my comment on that was that I relate, and people always look at me sideways when I tell them my favorite character in Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. And I, I might be a bad person, but my favorite character is, is Queen Cersei. I don't know. It might make me a bad person, but I root for the bad guy on that as well. Just because everybody else is rooting for Jon Snow, let me go and root for Cersei instead. Yeah, you know, it almost just kind of becomes taboo, right? Like, you know, we're so trained to like it. It's the reason why people started hating John Cena in wrestling, because you're supposed to cheer this guy, right? <laughs> and, and everybody knew it. They saw the writing on the wall, so they just started cheering for the bad guy. No, Cersei was a fierce and malicious and i love how even though you know how evil she was and she gave you hopes that maybe she would be good she still surprised you and that is totally commendable love that character now you've told me that in interviews you both do them as scott ali which you enjoy doing but you also enjoy doing them as your character the god of war namaku so this next question is for your alter ego or maybe i've been talking to the alter ego and the main you is coming out but i'd like to talk to tamaku Yes, uh, yeah, go ahead. the helmet is on, the God of War helmet is on, and Matt, Tamaku. <laughs> this is wonderful. This is wonderful. I'm going to take this off. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Tamaku, what is your favorite thing to do in the ring? Well, you know, Randell, it's, it's, it's Tamaku. He, he go in there, and, and you know, my, my dad, he, he the God of War, yeah? So I go to prove to him that me, the son of the God of War, is worthy of being Tamaku. So I go in there, grab my opponent, yeah? You know, I grab him by the face and grab him by the ears and I destroy everything, yeah? That's basically Tamaku. And Tamaku, <laughs> do you love Tamaku when the fans boo you? Do you love it? Oh yeah, see, the fans, they, they look at Tamaku and they say, I like him, but he's beating up my friend. Then you should boo me for beating friend, yeah. But the thing is, is Tamako only beats your friend because he sucks. And the thing is, if, if your friend sucks, then you suck too. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Difficult year, of course. But for you, the lack of events probably hurts you with a lack of identity at times too. You're probably like, am I a wrestler or what am I going to do? And just, I know it's been a turbulent year. So for you personally, what do you feel is the biggest lesson that you've learned from the last 12 months? Answering like Tamaku or, or like Scott. We'll go with Scott. We'll go with Scott this time. Okay, cool. Because Tamaku becomes this weird cookie monster, like half Italian guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know if he's going to be as introspective on his answer. I respect Tamaku, but we're going to we'll, – we'll hear from Scott this time. Super cool. So, uh, yeah, so in this last year, we've been very fortunate in Texas for the most part that um, – we didn't shut down a wrestling. We just had different guidelines. And usually the arenas and everything that we're doing, um, our events and are such big spaces. So even when we're at 25% capacity, 
we still had a lot of people in there. We just had to have the group spread out whenever we set up the chairs. Uh, I just did an interview earlier in the week with some guys from New York, and um, they, they're still not running shows. So as a performer, I didn't get to perform as much, but I was still able to express myself that way creatively, which for me um, is very important to, to be this guy. Um, it's, it's, all, it's the word, it's therapeutical for me to be Tamaku. Um, because if you didn't know, like in my day job, in my shoot job, brother, uh, in my day job, I'm a, I'm a school cop and uh, I'm over a whole school district. So I get to work with parents and I get to work with kids and I get to work with the public a lot. And I love it, man. It, it, it's absolutely fantastic. So even when I'm at my day job, I'm the guy and I'm myself times a hundred and sometimes even a thousand percent because I have to be that positive role model, which I absolutely love and adore. Um, but I also don't ever get to be mad and I never get to take things personally, you know, but when I'm the God of war, you know, it's different. And I get to go let all that out, you know, a few times a month. And then I think it's actually allowed me to be, since I don't have to hang on to the anger or those negative feelings that I'm a better husband, I'm a better friend. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a better son. That's all true, but it's also a vehicle for creativity. Much like a painter needs to paint, or a writer needs to write, or a musician needs to play music, that's your Absolutely. aspect to be creative. Absolutely, yeah. I never actually thought about it that way, but um, I always have people ask me, like, where do you get this inspiration? How do you do that? You know, because like I said, when I hit the curtains, it's like a not to coin a phrase from over the top, brother, brother, where you turn the hat backwards and it's like a <laughs> switch, right? And we've got but it's kind of like a switch. over the top blood sport. We're we're in pinnacle '80s right now. Mm-hmm. This is the 80s podcast, brother. (laughs) Uncertainty. For me, uncertainty defines the last 12 months because a year ago today, the biggest question, the biggest problem we all faced was we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's next. We don't know the guidelines because this is the first time we've done it. I think that's where a lot of the depression, frustration, all the negative emotions came from. But on the flip side, it's where a lot of the innovation and great ideas come from. So for you personally, over the last year, maybe just in life even before that, how have you handled uncertainty that comes with into your life? Well, like I said, and being a cop during the day, um, I, I re- revamped the way that I thought because I've done this for about the last 10 years. Because um, life itself, especially given in this last year, is very uncertain because we don't know what's going to happen minute by minute. Um, I, not to get way too personal, but I've worked a lot of car wrecks. And brother, it doesn't matter how much you're paying attention. You know, the next person could be, I don't know, eating a hot dog or putting on a makeup or whatever the case is. Um, life could end just like that. So I always had a hard time looking at life in, in 10 years at a time or even five-year blocks because life changes dramatically minute by minute. So in this last year, it was very much an emphasis and a reminder that life is about the conversations that you have, like I mentioned to you earlier. And that Dude, I'm telling you, I'm going to be a different guy after this conversation. I've absolutely loved this conversation. I love that you reached out to me. And I feel that we got to know each other so much better. Um, And in this last year, I think it's important, especially that we don't know how long or short or crazy or boring this life is going to be. The more conversations we have with people and the more friendships and connections we can make, that's what I think life is about, man. I couldn't say it any better, any better at all. So what's next? What do we got on the horizon for events? How can we see Tamaku in action? And what other plans do you got coming up for 2021? Man, 2021, again, you just talk to the guy that says, I don't like to plan my life out. (laughs) I'm just hoping to plan, but give me the dates, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, uh, let me see. I've got a Hurricane Pro Wrestling event coming here in Beaumont, Texas here uh, June 19th, I believe. Um, and then I'm getting contacted for other dates before then. Texas All-Star, which is in Houston, which has been running show for, shows for the last 30 years. Absolutely amazing. Those fans, oh my gosh, they give me so much crap. I'm just the, the bad Maui to them. <laughs> and then the cool Maui whenever I get to sign stuff. And other people are reaching out to me, but man, it's day by day. But I will tell you this, everybody and anybody that wants to know about what's going on with, uh, with Tamaku, you can find me on, um, on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. By the way, I forewarn you, I'm really bad at the Twitter. Um, but at Savage Tamaku, that's at S-A-V-A-G-E-T-A-M-A-K-U. That's at Savage Tamaku, and I'll be keeping everybody posted and updated there. I also have a really bad habit of falling in love with Photoshop and putting my faces on various pictures. Fantastic. Do you guys ever have events during the week or is it always Friday, Saturday? Uh, typically it's Friday, Saturday. Um, and I don't know if it was during the, during the week how I would actually handle it, <laughs> what, my, what, my, what my day job. I would be walking around on a walker, uh, sipping hot tea, and uh, with a scarf around my neck and be like, what is wrong with you? You look like some weird hipster. I'm like, no, no, I'm just a weird hipster. And I would tell them that they're absolutely right. Yeah. Weird hipster. That would be my wrestling alter ego, I think. I think I would go that route. I think we can get that over. Yeah. Uh, one question we didn't ask, how can people get, how can we get some merch? How can people get some merchandise? Uh, well, uh, I, I typically, I'm going to be setting up an online store here pretty soon. And again, you could uh, find, well, I'll keep you, everybody updated at, at Savage Tamaku um, on, on my social media. But I, I typically have my merch at, on hand at the uh, at the merch tables at the events where you can find cool things like Ooh, look at the Savage <laughs> Savage Tamaku. My dog just looked at me like, what is that? Yeah. Which I spent extra for the squeaky because I thought that was amazing. Um, where I have t-shirts and dolls and, and, and stickers and stuff, but I know that's kind of a tease to the audience there, brother, but I will have an online store soon. Just check me out on social media and uh, we'll send, have the links there up soon. Perfect. And I know this question has nothing to do with anything, but again, I know you're going to have a brilliant answer. I need a new streaming recommendation. What have you been watching that you love? I know you got great taste. Uh man so that's such a hey whoa whoa that, guys stop do you have answers too do you want what shows we watch together is that what that is you're like dog the bounty hunter no um that's fun great i hope i'm not hope i'm not letting you down a matter of fact ooh, i really love i don't know what that was that was my that was my 80s dance move but uh on peacock okay the streaming app i don't know if you have it um, we have been watching, I know you're not asking about specific shows, but there's a couple shows from sci-fi that has blown me away. So on Netflix, there's a show called Happy, which is based on a graphic novel, which got Christopher Maloney, the guy from CSI, um, where he's got the imaginary friend that he's helping, trying to help find a serial killer. That was so brilliantly written. And on Peacock, there's a show that was just ended on sci-fi called Resident Alien. Now the guy that's in it, I forget his name. I think it's Chris Tuduk. Um, the only way I really remember him is, and everybody that's like, this is going to test our friendship right now. Uh, there was the movie Dodgeball and he played Steve the Pirate. Oh, it's just his, his, his character to me just stood out. It was so ridiculous. He's a fantastic actor and he plays this alien that crashed onto earth and then he became, took this human form so he could find this ship and everything your imagination could explore how a human or an alien would try to pretend to be human and try to fit in this guy does it brilliantly so i would highly recommend it Amazing. on peacock and it's called resident alien 
that's that's awesome. I knew you'd have some some great recommendations. Well, you know, it's it's kind of like I love stories, man, and I'm a storyteller. So it's also where I try to some things I think will just be absolutely brilliant. And I also, as a big serious Tomaku God of War character, uh, I think that leaves a lot of room for me to do a lot of inadvertent comedy, like not on purpose. And I just love to entertain people, so I like to just grab ideas from TV. I had the comment earlier about it part of your creativity because and then when you have right. when your mind is open to creativity it's just it's everywhere once you start looking right right it's just there good question for you man this is a game i like to play with my friends because we're friends now right we are Scott. okay so let's say this last day last meal okay you're on death row or whatever it is uh appetizer meal dessert and drink what is it where from it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be from a restaurant it could be your mom's cooking individually what is it go i think this is easy because i am i'm not really an adventurous eater so when i find something i like i have it repeatedly <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that there was a mexican restaurant here in buckeye arizona where i grew up went to it every day in high school uh, called la placita shout out to la placita it's been many days mm -hmm. there and it's just a red chili tree crisp that'd be my appetizer you can have it as a meal but i would start with that as an appetizer i would also find a way to at least have an order of spicy tuna rolls okay anywhere specifically or no, I don't have a just spot, but just give me, just okay. give me that. Um, at, and then as far as last one on top of that, as far as like the, the big meal, well, I, I'm going to kind of cheat on this answer and just mm -hmm. and say the location is more important. So as just anywhere okay. that I'm not. So I would like, just be like, drop me off in London, drop me off in Paris. And then from that, the dessert would be, and then if I was in London, of course, it'd be fish and chips. But I think the, the, the location to me would, would, be, would be paramount over the actual meal. Finally, if you can give me some, gosh, I, I do like my ice cream. So it would either be like, it would either be gelato from Venice or Florence, Italy. Or, heck, just take me to Baskin Robbins and I'll get a milkshake. I mean, hey. <laughs> in any drink, is there a specific drink you want? Uh, it doesn't have to be alcohol. It could, heck, it could just be the milkshake. I'm like you, man. I drink, I drink about two or three gallons of water a day. And so I'll cheat, right I'll have, I'll cheat now. If it's the last day and I'm not worried about anything, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a sun-kissed soda, the orange. Sun-kissed soda. Something about that. Something about that is like, I, I walk by that at the store and I have, it's, you know, we talked about X-Men earlier and I, I have the Cyclops eyes, the red beam just focused right at it. So it's. Yes. Yes. Well, that's awesome. I love those answers. And the whole point of the exercise obviously is for, uh, when we, when you when you start that, sorry to go on some kind of weird psychological tirade. Um, the whole show. Some people will be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you're going to eat at any given runway, which is fantastic because that shows into your passion and everything you 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 chose was because of a comfort level that it gave you. Now there are some people that would be like, oh yeah, well we want to go to Roots Chris and have this, and oh you remember this place that we had over here, and it's not about the imagery for you. It's not, uh, there's no ego in your answers. And I absolutely love that because that really speaks volume about who you are as a person. I mean, I, I, I feel like I've met a brother today, man. Thank you oh, for this. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I have to say that a lot of that is probably right. It is deep rooted in what I am, but also a lot of it is my own ignorance in the sense of my buddy, Nick Poole, one of my best friends. We went to Vegas together and you get there, we're like, I go to the MGM, got to have the buffet, right? Whatever it was, uh -huh. however much it costs, he comes back and he's got crab leg, lobster, and filet mignon, the whole bit. And he's like, yeah, man. It was like $80 worth of food. And he was happy mm -hmm. to get $80 worth of food. I come back, I got a slice of pizza, I got a thing of macaroni and cheese. You know? 
a chicken finger or whatever. It's basically food that you would get all in your junior high. And, and I was like, yeah, I got about 350. But you know what? Right. Equally happy. I was so content. Right. And they make fun of me every time I'm traveling and I send a picture of what I'm eating. They're like, what are you eating? I'm like, oh, I'm having a hamburger in Amsterdam. They're like, they're, like, they're going nuts. And I'm like, oh, this is, I'm happy. This is good. <laughs> it's as long as you're happy, that's all that matters. Hey, real quick, let me just interject with this. A good friend of mine, Scott, who lives in Leicester, England. Leicester, oh. Leicester, Leicester, right? Get the hell out. I'm going to tell you about yeah. Keep going. That's where my family's at. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So, Hey, shout out to Scott Bakewell. He's an electrician out there. He used to play football, I think, for Manchester United or something like that a long time ago. However, great dude, Leicester, England. Um, he comes into the U.S. every year, come visits all his friends, and one of the places that he comes and visits is Beaumont, Texas, because of yours truly. Um, but also, he will say, because you're in Phoenix, and I was going to mention this earlier, that he said his favorite city in the entire United States is Scottsdale, Arizona. He said it's the most beautiful. It's got a great nightlife. It's got the best restaurants, the best people, the best mood, the best vibe. That's what he says. And I believe that's not too far from you. Um, I lived in Scottsdale but also, for 10 years. <laughs> rock on. So you get it, right? I mean, one day I think I'm going to visit. I'm going to have to visit at least get the vibe. Um, and he travels all over the place. Every year in May, he's here with the exception of his previous year. He's always in for the big boxing match in Vegas. So he eats the, the, the Vegas buffets and he eats everywhere, right? So he has a very good refined palate. And uh, one day he comes in. I'm like, hey, man, I didn't know you were coming in. Here, here's my car. Go out for the day. When I get back from work, man, we'll hang out. Great. I come home. Hey, Scott, man, how was your day? Oh, it was good, man. What'd you do? I drove around. I went to this place for lunch. Oh my gosh, man. It was the best food I ever had in my life. No kidding. Brother, where'd you go? It's just maybe I, I, maybe I overlooked this place. Oh, Golden Corral. The best food I've ever had. He goes, the fudge. It was the best fudge. And it was this chocolate fudge. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, that was it. That's what he loved. And this is a dude with the palate, right? He spends every summer in Barcelona and he loved Golden Corral in Beaumont, Texas. We got, a, we got a Golden Corral a mile away. That's that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Before we go, let me flip that whole question back on you because I, I got to know now. Take me through your food day. Last food my day. food day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's let's start with the drink. And again, uh, I'm going from a place. This is my very last day. So just give me an ice cold Pabst Blue Ribbon because there's just something about just a nice cold beer, specifically draft. Um, in that in uh. Man, I, I, I'm a peanut butter and jelly guy. Yeah, okay. Uh, Hold on, let me interject. Crunchy, uh -huh. crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Brother, it's got to be smooth and it's got to be Welch's grape jelly. You just, I'm sorry. It's kind of team Did crunch. I, did I just lose you? Yeah. Okay, well, well, this <laughs> has been fun. I bid you adieu. My texture, my palate. For, I'm that guy who's got to put the chips in the sandwich and everything. I need texture. Oh, oh, I didn't say I didn't put chips in my peanut butter and jelly <laughs> sandwich. Hell, I might, I might even throw a slice of cheese in there, brother. Right? <laughs> Oh no, man! I love. I actually, I don't discriminate against peanut butter. How's that? Okay, fair enough. My wife likes creamy. She's the boss, so we always have creamy. But I will not turn down crunchy. Um, and you know, I'm a sucker for like just a hamburger with like a, a little bit of yard bird on it. You know, a over easy egg, cheese, oh. bacon. Oh man, like that's just. I like to where my wife yells at me because the yolk is in my beard. I refuse to wipe it because I'm about to take another bite. You know, it's one of those. And I got to put the French fries in the burger. I don't need to wipe it now. I'm not day eating. It's only going to get messier. I just Dude, you, you get it. Absolutely. And if it gets bad enough, I'll just dreadlock the thing, you know. But and, uh, also there is a uh, dessert from um, uh, Longhorn Steakhouse. I don't know if they, you guys have it there. And that sounds like such a Texas thing. I, I apologize for that. But if you do have a Longhorn Steakhouse, 
Steakhouse, there's a dessert there called the chocolate stampede, which is like a chocolate mousse cake over ice cream and like chocolate sauce. And dude, it is the best dessert I've ever had in my life. I, I love it. So for me, it's going to be, dude, if you're, if I'm going to die, man, I'm going to be big, fat and happy for last meal. True, true. And I will say, I had to give one more shout out to, there's this little small Middle Eastern cafe, Hummus Express, and it's just like the- Oh, really? It's, it's not even one specific order, but it's just an amalgamation of different flavors going on, and it's- So it's like the Dom Pita, where like you, they, they put out the, um, the bread, and you, you load everything up on it that and you, you want, like that? You start with your protein, and you get either chicken, or they have, they have lamb, and they have uh, beef, like Aleppo braised beef, and then you go uh-huh. and you get you get a, a certain type of hummus, like jalapeno hummus, and then you get a salad, and I would go with tabbouleh because uh, again, uh-huh. like, all the, the texture I like that. And then you go down, and then you have your vegetables and everything, and it's uh-huh. the carrots and carrots and potato, and, and then you finish with like a sauce. You, and the sauce that I put on, you put I put the mint tzatziki, but also like a, a chili sauce. It's that's very similar to like a Mexican. Uh-huh. This is a Middle Eastern spot, and it is. It's in, it's in, it's in Tempe. It's right next to Scottsdale. Right. You make it out this way. Oh. We're going there. Randall, I changed my answer. <laughs> that sounds amazing, man. I'm meant to sneak you with a chili sauce. Like, I'm wow, 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 it's moderate. Like, like, what is that? I'm going to suck, suck up to you even more. Like, come on uh-huh. by. We'll eat in the car. Here's why we're going to eat in the car. Because I'm okay. gonna, in the uh, middle console, it's going to fill the ice PBR, about six pack of PBR. Right there. Oh, That's man. <laughs> Am I going someplace to die? What's going on? Are we going to do, are we going to Thelma Louisa off a cliff? somewhere in arizona. arizona that was in arizona so that would uh, which i i'm okay with that that's a proper ending for me like i I've, i actually at this point which sounds extremely morbid like in my life uh especially being a police officer and i've seen people just lose their life way too early because they had so much to accomplish and for where i'm at in my life uh brother i could tell you that if i was to be gone today man i'm happy scott i really I, am i want to tell you i had that exact thought this morning I, I don't know what mm-hmm. in my head and I just thought, man, I've lived a long time. I've done some cool stuff. And it was just like a moment of contentment. It was just like, damn, I've done some cool stuff. Actually, I know what inspired it. The previous mm-hmm. guest I chatted with today, God, he might be the, he's might be the only dude I've met who's cooler than you. I'm sorry, but there is somebody out there. <laughs> I, I have to fight him now. Like, it's, it's okay. Now I have something to live for. Thank you. He's uh, from Estonia, but as a photographer, scuba diver in Iceland. So we were chatting about in, and hold on, wait, I'm, I'm in Beaumont. I'm a wrestler in Beaumont. This guy's got already got me beat. Go ahead. Right. That's this morning when I was thinking about that. And I was just reflecting. I'm like, I want to go to Iceland and see a volcano for the next book. And then it was just like, damn, I've done some cool stuff. You know, it's, it's been like more apparent to me, like at 39 years old, where I, I haven't thought about it previously that golly, man, you get on travel more, you know? Because just in this world, and I love my bubble, don't get me wrong, you know, and, and the Texas and we're right here by Louisiana and everything like that. But uh, like, I, I really have, have you been to Japan? I've heard Japan is amazing. So that's one of the goals in wrestling, potentially, if I give past today, fingers crossed, right? That uh, to go wrestle and bring this character to Japan because they love Gaijin, they love American wrestlers, and they love big monster characters. And I've heard that a story from a buddy of mine, uh, they were there and he and his girlfriend shopping and she, uh, an hour later, she's like, oh, wait a minute, uh, where's my cell phone? You know, so they go back trekking their steps and um, they go walking back and there's a dude just standing out front of the store that they were at like this with the cell phone. Just, just to be honest, like, oh, hey, this is your phone. Okay. Or got so I think I said that wrong, but you get what I'm saying. Um, and that just was, they were so impressed by the culture and the humanity and just the, the, the the, the well-being of the people in the city and the vibe. So it's, it's something I'm very much looking forward to at some point. 
had a volleyball player who played pro volleyball in Japan, TJ Sanders on, and he mm-hmm. talked about that when he was in Japan, the, the person worked, they went to eat and the credit card machine was down. And so it, it you know, it screwed things up for like two minutes. And she was so apologetic that like the volleyball team left and she bowed, but they walked like two blocks down the street and she uh-huh. still, she still was bowing because she was like embarrassed that she had messed up in front of them because wow. volleyball's at a high level there. But she bowed, mm-hmm. they walked this way down. They're like, she's still bowing, but that's part of the culture as well. Yeah. Man, it's like, how can you not be impressed by that? But just. We all know what BC means, right? Before Christ. And it's a time in our life. Mm-hmm. We all think back to that. But for me, it's BT. Before travel. The person before travel was 10 years ago was before travel. That kid was an idiot. That kid was immature, mm-hmm. he was emotional, he was selfish. And I, I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm at the, my level now, I'm still gonna continue to evolve, but before travel, I was, I was nobody. And I've changed for the better in so many ways because of travel. That's why I have a hard time looking at life in 10 blocks, 10 year blocks at a time. Because I mean, so much changes is even in five years or even just year by year. Because I don't know when, how long ago that was, but I could probably just tell by the, the sound of your voice is how much you've grown since then. Um, no, that's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to doing some more okay. travel myself. No, I'm going to slim down. I'm going to diet down to about 200 pounds. You know, drop about 50 more so I could fit on a plate. You know, I had no clue when I would talk this long. This is so, this is so cool. Not a complaint. I love it. It's funny because, you know, like I've done some different interviews and um, for the most part, you know, like they wanted to get to know Tom McCoo. So I'm like, yeah, I could, I could rattle like, you know, a, a caveman thing. Uh, so I'll get a chance to be me. Um, super cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, for people to even find interest in me. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm remotely likable, you know? No, you just have a great personality, number one, but you also your, your spirit of your, ener- and your energy of learning and, and kind of like, I just think of meditation and all things I've learned through meditation. We're on that same wavelength. It, it, it's, it's a vibe, brother. And I'm so glad that like, I didn't know who I was going to talk to, right? And I know when you reached out to me, I was like, cool, because sometimes, man, I mean, it's different personalities, right? And, and wrestling, when people want to talk to me for wrestling, it can get kind of weird sometimes, you know? Uh, but I'm like, okay, this is really cool. Show, I think that little line's got, I got to find a way to keep in the final product because that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it can, get, it can get kind of strange. And I was like, any given runway, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I would love to do that. Sure. And I don't know. Um, I'm like, it can't be a wrestling podcast. Um, so I look at your, your former guests and I'm, and I'm skimming through some stuff and I'm like, Holy shit! Why does he want to talk to me? You know, he's got uh, he's got Olympians and, and and scuba divers and all this other cool stuff. I'm like I'm just a wrestler, so like I just went back and listened to um the the Moonshine Mantel one uh, and Ryan. You know Ryan's from Texas too. Um, and I was like, okay, so what's he talking about? Okay, how do I prep myself? I'm like, nah, just be me, right? For whichever reason, the, the energies in the universe put us together on where he noticed me for some odd reason, and then we're going to get together. <laughs> and, and again, and again, I firmly believe that life is about the conversations that you have. So, this, and the worst thing that could happen is bad conversation with anybody. But I'm I'm vibing with you, brother. I, I enjoyed this. And I, I think even bad conversations and bad people we meet, we can always find something that we should learn from it. Good, bad. I, I'm hoping that of the 500 people I've interviewed, that I've taken. Mm-hmm. One percent from each person, and I'm five hundred percent better because of that. And that's so maybe maybe when it's all said and done, that I'm selfishly doing this show just to you know make myself better. But uh, well, we all benefit from it, you know. I would I would hope so. I mean, I feel like I'm better from this conversation. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my wife or myself to Iceland, and then I'm gonna meet up with you and drive off the damn cliff. It it sounds great. Before I go, dogs' names. What are the dogs' names? Oh man, well. Again, we have five rescue dogs, and they all vary in size from small, medium, to large. 
so the first one, I'll start with the little one that's Twilight. Uh, she's a corgi, a long haired Dotson mix. Uh, then there's a one that I found my first day on patrol, and he's a survivor. He was um, poisoned, shot, and stabbed. Couldn't find a home for him. So his name is Liam Neeson's with an S, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, you get it. The key and Peele skit, right? What about that Liam Neeson's, though? So there's Liam Neeson's. Um, and there's a, a dog that I found years ago. She's a black lab. Her name is Molly. Uh, Molly Cavalli, Ali, in fact, the sweetest lab I've ever met. Um, not, not saying that just because she's mine. Uh, and then there's uh, Ragnar, which he's a uh, pit bull lab mix. And he's just so freaking handsome. And uh, Cindy Lopper, which my wife hates. <laughs> Cindy Lopper is a dog that just showed up at our house one day because I think somebody dropped her off in the neighborhood. And my wife just brings some food out to her, right? Because we noticed her for a few days and she's comes up. You can tell she's so grateful for food. And whether this is an island term or not, I don't know. And she just come and dude, she just lops that food up. She's just eating it, just lops it up. And I'm like, Cindy Lopper. And she's like, oh my God, really? Um, so that's my Cindy Lopper. Fantastic. Ah, so uh, stupid. I don't know. Yeah. You're a gem. You're a gem. You made my day, made my month, made my, made my year chat with you today. Let's do this again, but just thank, thank you so yes, much. Yes, please. Thank you so much for today. Dude, mahalo. Thank you so much, man. It's been a blast. I look forward to doing it again. And uh, man, I've got the checklist, brother. We're going to hit it. You're part of that checklist, too. I'm, I'm on it. Let's do it. Thanks, my man. This Looking forward to it, brother. All right. Thank you, brother. Cheers. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Scott. Be sure to give him a follow on Instagram, Savage Tamaku. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone's unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son.